Yeah, tell me a little bit more about that, Christoph. When when you're watching on Saturdays, I'm I'm sure you're texting some of your old football buddies about about the games going on. What is that like to sit down and watch Baylor football these days? Yeah, it's it, it's well. First and foremost, it's not it's not nearly as fun as as, as playing a few sure. years ago. I'll 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 start there. Um, but you know, obviously, it's disappointing. I, I think there's not a, a player or coach or or really anybody you know uh, associated to the university um, that that will tell you something different. And you know, obviously, where we were a few years ago, um, where we were kind of championship contenders year in and year out, um, it, we're, we're just quite frankly not at a spot right now where we're able to do that. Um, but I, I truly think, and I think this is really the the meat and the potatoes of of the program program and, and and the big problem and and i think we're, we're all we're all looking at baylor football and, and we're we're so you know we're, we're mad at coordinators and and you know we're, we're blaming things on on specific play calls or players or, or whatever but but i kind of i think we need to take the, a really big step back um and i think we need to look at it a little bit more holistically and and what i kind of call the lsu flu if you will is LSU in 2019, you know, has arguably one of the best college football teams ever, um, arguably one of the best college football players ever. And so now what happens after 2019, a bunch of people copied what LSU did in 2019 because they blamed the success of that LSU team on the way they practiced, the way they worked out, the way they did things. And they were like, man, if that was the reason LSU won. And and they copy that completely blinding, just thinking that that's going to lead them to success elsewhere, you know. And if you kind of now take a step back, you have a, a passing game coordinator that left LSU and took the you know the same things he did there, who you know is not at, in the NFL um, where he where he originally took a job. You have LSU's head coach who is not enough or is not a college head coach anymore, and you have a you know a, a defensive coordinator who's now at a very struggling Baylor team. And so I just think that the whole aspect of copying and pasting what LSU did um, and ignoring the fact that they arguably had the, you know, best college football roster ever um, was just a really, really silly thing to do. Um, And I think we did that at Baylor and, you know, really specifically, specifically coming down to the way that Baylor has practiced over the last four years, which you know, a lot of people will tell you it's an NFL style practice. You know, ones and twos get a lot of reps. Um, ones practice against twos, uh, which which makes a lot of sense in the NFL. If you have a 52 man roster of you know absolutely elite players who need to perfect their craft, but see, if 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 you want to win in college football, you don't have to perfect players as craft. You have to develop high school football player into grown men that play a grown men's sport in college football. And so if you only, you know, which is what happens under, you know, our, our current head coach, if, if you practice ones and twos um, and you do that for four years, there's players who they weren't a one or a two the last three years. And the last three years, they, they, they went to school at Baylor. They did a ton of lifting and running and conditioning at Baylor. Um, they ran out of the tunnel and, and they, they geared up for practice, but they never played football because in practice, they only got very, very, very limited reps um, of playing time just because ones and twos get reps. And the only players that actually get Baylor reps are the ones. And so 
it's really no surprise to, I think, a lot of people um, like myself and that were inside the program of like, hey, after four years, a bunch of players who haven't done anything um, that are very, very talented and very, very good players, but they just haven't had the reps to, you know, produce in the field. I said a lot there, didn't, didn't want to so much time from y'all, but does that, that, that kind of make sense? What, yeah. What are y'all's thoughts? Let's, let's, I, I want to unpack that a little bit here. So effectively, when you talk practices, the Baylor format is following more of an NFL style or the way LSU did it in 19, trying to build effectively an NFL roster. Yeah, yeah which and, they kind of did, but yeah. And on the Baylor side, what you're seeing is a lack of development because you're, there's, there's so much of an emphasis on creating a strong ones and twos. Is that right? That you, 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 yeah, exactly. You hit the, the nail on the head. Give me, Christoph, then. I mean, you got to play for a couple of head coaches here. I, I don't want to play a comparison game between Matt Rule and Dave Aranda. What makes one better than the other? I, I don't want to dig into that. But from a practice standpoint, or even from an aura standpoint, right? You see two head coaches who are very different when it comes to addressing the media or addressing the team. All different styles of head coaches can win. These two are the polar opposites. When you sit back and think, all right, here's how one guy recruited, how one guy developed. How do you discern your time playing for each head coach? Yeah, yeah, uh, great, great question. Again, I don't, I don't want to play the comparison game here, um, but I will, I will say this. You know, you, you go um, a, a lot of seniors that were seniors in, in, in 2021, you know, like I'm talking about Tyquan Thornton, yeah. about the Terrell Bernards and the Jalen Petries and the Gary Bohannons and Connor Galvins. I mean, you, you talk about, you know, uh, the, the JT Woods, I mean, you could, you could name them, right? Um, those are players that they had two to three years of like, I mean, just absolutely billions of reps under a coach rule practice. Yep. I mean, they had like the college football development one-on-one under coach rule. And then all of a sudden coach Randa comes in and he runs an NFL-style practice, which worked amazing with these guys. Because at Terrell Pernard, he didn't need, you know, 100 reps every practice. He, he didn't need that. He was a fifth-year senior who he just needed to perfect his craft. And, and guess what? That worked in 2021. And, you know, and Baylor had the most successful season um, that Baylor has ever had in history. But that does not work the years after if you have a bunch of young guys coming in that you need to develop to build a championship like that again. And so I think that is where the, the crucial mistake is, has happened and is happening um, is that although, yes, you need to make sure that those seniors, like in 21, were able to find, really develop their craft and, and perfect their game, but you can't do that at the neglection of, everyone else in the future of the program but not give other people and the younger people in the developing kind of generation that Baylor reps. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll say that. Um, I mean, when it, when it comes to Coach Rule, you know, I think, um, I think he's just a, a dude who, who he loves football. Um, and he, but way more than that, I think he, he loves to develop men, um, or let me rephrase it, he loves to develop a bunch of children into grown men who, who, who are going to play football, who, who are going to, you know, just are amazing husbands and, and, and great workers and, and whatever they do, you know, they're, they're going to be elite at it. Um, and, and that's just, I think that's why, you know, Coach Rule had a lot of success at Temple and at Baylor and, and it, you know, it, it's looking like he's going to do the same thing, uh, you know, at rest and, 
Um, you know, I'm headed up there this weekend to watch them to watch them play. So I'm, I'm excited what's going on up there and kind of what, what the Belton are doing um, up uh, with the Cornhuskers. Talking with Christoph Henley, former Baylor tight end, and, and Christoph talking about the practice thing again and, and the reps and and how that has changed from Rule to Aranda. Watching this year's team, it feels like you know they're, they're disciplined in that you know they don't get a ton of penalties, but it's the same things every week. You know, it's it's not being able to stop the run, it's not being able to establish the run, it's not getting separation from outside receivers. So I guess my question is, with with these guys, these number ones, the only ones getting the reps. Why doesn't that improve from week to week? Just from your perspective as someone who has played the game. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fantastic question. But again, I think you should look at it more holistically. You know, yes, you should, every team in college football is going to have ups and downs through every season. You know, individual players and then whole teams they're going to get better throughout season, or some are going to get worse, right? But overall, I think holistically, you need to look at like what, how have these players been developed the, the last two years, you know, that are playing right now. Like you talk, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're talking about not stopping the run. Well, um, I'll tell you, not you know, being able to stop the run starts if you're a freshman on the scout team, and you hit the a gap against your first team running back, and you do that as a freshman every single Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And by the time you're sophomore and junior and you actually play against the other teams as number one running back, you're like, man, I, I practiced against Tristan Ebner and I practiced against uh, Jermichael Hasty and I practiced against Abram Smith like, and, 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 and John Lovett and all these guys. I can take this other guy on. But if you don't do that repeatedly in practice, it's just not going to happen in the game consistently. And I think consistency is the biggest word there, right? We have, I think, you know, we have all the talent in the world um, at Baylor to be a good team. I think we showed that against playing against Utah. I think we showed that, that we have a squad that can play. I think we, you know, we showed that when we played UCF that if we want to play, if we, if, we, if, if we show up, like, we can show up against anyone. There's no one that, that you know, um, there's not a team that I think on, on, on our schedule this year that we couldn't have beat. But, again, consistency um, is is the problem. I think, again, that, that all dates back to, um, to simply the fact the way practice is handled over years and years and years. So I think what you covered here, Christoph, is something Dave Aranda has said in a lot of press conferences that fans have not liked. That's that the talent is there, the recruiting has not been an issue, and, and that effectively it is that progression or execution, and you've, given, you've plugged the hole of, of the disconnect for a lot of fans to what Aranda has said. The talent, there. It's there. It's the progression that lacks, and and Christoph. Then, with that being said, I, I don't. I, you can't wave a magic wand and fix everything. And I'm sure you don't have a one size fit, fits all. Here's how things change. But if you're a Baylor fan, assuming Dave Aranda is back next year, why should the fan base still have faith in this staff? And and is there a way you clean it up and see a, a massive amount of progression going into next season? Yeah. Yes, great question. I'll, 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 I'll comment on one thing first. Is, is I'll tell you one thing. If, if, you, if you talk to people um, in the 20, um, 2017 1-11, um, the team that won 1-11, those guys thought that they were going to win the national championship. Like, their practices looked amazing. Like, they were like, I, I was there as a recruit, and they like, man, they were like, we, were, we, we looked so good. I'll tell you another thing. Before we won – um, the Big 12 and the Sugar Bowl, like, 
we came off practice and we're like, man, are, are we any good? Because when two good players practice against each other, it's simply, it's just not going to look cool. It's not going to look mm-hmm. great. So I feel like there's a lot of, if, if somebody ever tells you, man, we just look so great in practice and we can't do it in the game. I think there's a lot of danger in that because again, kind of what you're saying is like usually a really good player and a not so good player matched up against each other. And that looks really good in practice, but all of a sudden when you then play somebody else in practice in, in a game was also good, you know, it doesn't translate. So I would be very, very careful of kind of, you know, um, saying things like that and, and, and you know, kind of, I, I guess, affirming as a fan in that. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think when it comes to next year, you know, I, Obviously, every single coach on our staff, like, this is not their, their first rodeo. You know, they, they've been through a lot of ups and downs um, in their careers, um, many as players, um, many as coaches, uh, many as head coaches. So with that being said, like, I, you know, these coaches get, get, you know, paid a lot of money and have an incredible experience um, that, um, um, you know, um, I, I hope that you know we can we can make the the adjustments and really learn from this season of like, hey, the way we have been doing things, um, you know, it obviously went from really really good to not so good at all, and, and change needs to be happen. But I will say that if change doesn't happen, like, and I'm saying like incredible change in the way Baylor football practices and approaches things. Um, I, I, I don't see anything going a lot better anytime soon unless there is that, you know, again, significant change in, in how things are done.